0: Hi guys, welcome back, welcome in, I hope you're all well and that you're better if you had to recover and bounce back like so many of us, well there's been a lot of creativity going on in our global village, and we need to welcome in so many new countries. Oh, welcome and thank you for listening, every one of you. You make this so fun and interesting. Oh, there's a few things that's been going on, some writing, creative writing, and some other things that's, uh, Not complete, but there's some things online. There's a couple of Facebooks online for the two podcasts. They're brand new and there's not much there to see. But if you enjoy Facebook and you want to look at the new additions then you might want to go on Facebook and type in the name of both of the podcasts this one an even bigger fly on the wall and the other one get your last chat on with Suyang. there may be a little more information But they're both really new podcasts. They're just starting up. So there's not much there to see. But you may find something interesting. Who's to say? Everybody has a different palate. And some people will tell me, Well, you know, I'm just not interested in the news. I'm just not interested in what you're talking about. And so, hey, you know, all I can tell them is, well, we agree on many, many things. However, this is a democracy. We don't have to like everything under the sun or everybody under the sun. We're in a democracy. We may as well learn what we can <laughs> From each other. (laughs) Okay, well, that's how it is. Some people get burnt out. That makes sense. They work so hard, they study so much, they do so much for their family. We're listening to a DJ some sort of a DJ app from the Play Store. There's quite a few of those. You can actually create music to fit your own specific preference. Okay, well. Like I say, if you want to check out the um, Facebooks, the new Facebooks, you may see a few poems up there, maybe an essay or two, creative writing groups, and maybe a few other groups up there. In case you haven't been able to go onto the program playlist and find the poems yet. Here's some of it. It may not be exactly the complete poem, but here's the bare bones. Pandemic poetry. Time Took up in haste millions of lives and souls, erased, erased, leaving bodies frail, hearts and minds displaced, gone to live in a better place, or trapped in a vortex. Lost in space. Just a poem that just seemed to to fit the times. Just sometimes you get on a vibe and things just show up. So you write them down. Here's another one. Pandemic poem number two. The title is Four by Four. Four empty chambers. There's nothing inside. The years are passing away. It's time to decide. Too much justice delayed justice denied, face the facts or take it in stride. Four full chambers, now something inside. Tick, tick, boom. Ain't nobody cried. Just something that fell off of my ink pen There's a pandemic form number three. Chessie cat, the chessy cat is slipping down, down, down the slide. Could he be on a holiday? Nowhere to hide. Just a guess, but maybe he took a ride to the dark side. He's been acting bizarre lately. Could it be suicide? There is many strange things happening with him besides. He screams, yells, rants, and sighs. No one wants to go near him. That's a dangerous vibe.
1: I will go back to the lonely every day's like a brand new star.
0: pandemic quotes. Watch silence for serenity. Be peaceful and increase the peace. Goodness leads to righteousness. just something that fell off the ink pen and onto the page. Every man. We're listening to Nesto and Justin Milo. Title track is "When We're Gone," and before them, Galantis. Title track "Run Run Away." Good. And you SoundCloud. it would sound better on um, on a PC or laptop on a mobile you get a different level of different quality let's listen to cascade and project 46 their title is chains And while we're listening, we'll, li- we'll also hear some more of the um, the recent creative writing exercises. There is actually a Facebook group called Creative Writing. And a couple of us have decided to just for fun, Sign up and give it a spin, give it a try. It's actually very relaxing, and the time just slips by so that you don't even realize that an hour, two hours have gone by and you're still writing. Well, this um, was just, it started out as an essay essay, But then it turned out to be more of a really short, um, a few lines with a few questions on the end by the time it was posted on Facebook. I think on Get Your Last Chat On With Su Yang, Facebook today, early this morning. It's just something I... I just put it on the paper and let it go. It says, away from here, pandemic, one does not have to operate with great negligence to acquire viral material and shedding in our lungs, feces and bloodstream and other sites. The absence of symptoms is sufficient for a positive test result.
1: Why? Why can't
0: there be equity and equality in developing cures, testing, contact, tracing, and the application of medicine? Add a grain of salt to my humble opinion and write your comments on Facebook. I look forward to finding and reading your comments you'd like to comment on any of the poems, any comments, observations, suggestions, that's what the uh, Facebooks are for. Right now, again, they're just brand new. They have very little content on them, but there may be something that You may find worth your time, relaxing. There's a story, a short story, but it's online. I don't see it in the notebook here. It's uh, only two pages so far, so it's not much of a story yet. I find it in here, I can read some of it to you. Okay, the next one is, the next song is by Dastic. The title is Figured Out. A Jonghyun Remix. This should be good. There's one Proverbs 10 and 9 He who walks in integrity walks securely He who walks in integrity walks securely Proverbs 10 and 9 And one other quote that just seemed to make sense for the time that we're going through. Resist. Even if you arrive torn apart, the joy of reaching will restore you. Resist even if you arrive torn apart, the joy of reaching will restore you. Hopefully, that will inspire someone empower someone. Let's read some of A Promised Land by former President Barack Obama on page 60 at the bottom. It says, one feature of the Senate that excited me was the ability it gave me to influence foreign policy, something that the state legislature didn't afford. Since college, I'd been particularly interested in nuclear issues, and so, even before my swearing-in, I'd written to Dick Luger, the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee, whose signature issue was nuclear proliferation, non-proliferation, <laughs> nuclear non-proliferation, to let him know that I hoped to work with him. Dick's response was enthusiastic. A Republican from Indiana and a 28 year veteran of the Senate. He was reliably conservative on domestic issues like taxes and abortion, but on foreign policy, he reflected the prudent internationalist impulses that had long guided mainstream Republicans like George H.W. Bush. In 1991, shortly after the breakup of the Soviet Union, Dick had teamed up with Democrat Sam Nunn to design and pass legislation that allowed America to aid Russia and former Soviet states in securing and deactivating weapons of mass destruction. Nun Lugar, as it came to be known, proved a bold and durable achievement. More than 7,500 nuclear warheads would be deactivated over the next two decades and its implementation helped facilitate relationships between U.S. and Russian national security officials that were critical in managing a dangerous transition. Now, in 2005, intelligence reports indicated that extremist groups like al-Qaeda were scouring poorly guarded outposts throughout the former Soviet bloc, searching for remaining nuclear chemical and biological materials. Dick and I began discussing how to build on the existing non-Lugar framework to further protect against such threats. Which is how in August that year I found myself with, with Dick on a military jet headed for a long for a week long visit to Russia, Ukraine and Azerbaijan. the name of the title, Cut, One More Time, by Daft Punk. Continuing, though, the need to monitor Nunn Luger's progress had made such visits routine for Dick. This was my first official foreign trip. And over the years, I had heard stories about congressional junkets. The less than strenuous schedules. The lavish dinners. And shopping sprees. If that was supposed to be the deal. Though, Dick had not gotten the memo Despite being in his 70s, he maintained a relentless pace after a day full of meetings with Russian officials in Moscow. We flew a couple of hours southeast to Saratov and then drove another hour to visit a secret nuclear storage site where American funding had helped upgrade the security surrounding Russian missiles. We were also treated to a Meal of borscht and a type of fish gelatin, which Dick gamely ate while I spread it around my plate like a six year old. Visiting the city of, of Perm near the Ural Mountains, we wondered we wandered through a graveyard of SS-24 and SS-25 missile castings, the last remnants of tactical nuclear warheads once aimed at Europe. In Donetsk, in Donetsk, in the eastern part of Ukraine, We toured an installation where warehouses of conventional weapons, ammunition, high-grade explosives, surface-to-air missiles, and even tiny bombs hidden in children's toys had been collected from around the country and were now slated for destruction. In Kiev, we were taken by our host to a dilapidated, unguarded three-story complex in the center of town where Nunn Luger was funding the installation of new storage systems for Cold War era biological research samples including anthrax and bubonic plague. It was sobering all of it. Proof of people's capacity to harness ingenuity in the service of madness. But for me After so many years spent focused on domestic issues, the trip was also invigorating, a reminder of just how big the world was and of the profound human consequences of decisions made in Washington. Watching Dick operate would leave a lasting impression his gnomish face, always fixed in a placid smile, he was tireless in answering my questions. I was struck by the care, precision, and mastery of facts he demonstrated any time he spoke in meetings with foreign officials. We will listen to, listening to Plastic Funk and Sagan, Got No Love. Next up is Class, How Far Can We Go? These people have pretty good music here. Okay, watching Dick operate would have a lasting impression. His gnomish face always fixed in a plac- placid smile. He was tireless in answering my questions. I was struck by the care, precision, and mastery of facts he demonstrated. any time he spoke in meetings with foreign officials, I observed his willingness to endure not only travel delays, but also endless stories and noontime vodka shots, knowing that common courtesy spoke across cultures and ultimately could make a difference in advancing American interests. For me, it was a useful lesson in diplomacy, an example of the real impact a senator, a senator could have. Then a storm hit and everything changed. Over the course of the week, I'd spent traveling with Dick. A tropical storm, a tropical weather system that had formed over the Bahamas, crossed Florida and deposited itself in the Gulf of Mexico, picking up energy over the warmer waters and aiming itself ominously At the southern shores of the United States, by the time our Senate delegation landed in London to meet with Prime Minister Tony Blair, a ferocious and full-blown catastrophe was underway, making landfall with 125, miles per hour winds, Hurricane Katrina had leveled entire communities along the Gulf Coast, overwhelmed levees, and left much of New Orleans underwater. Yeah, I think that was 20... 2005, we're listening to Abstract and Logic, the title is Missing You. I stayed up half the night watching the news coverage, stunned by the murky primordial nightmare washing across the television screen. There were floating corpses, elderly patients trapped in hospitals, gunfire and looting, refugees huddled and losing hope. To see such suffering was bad enough. To see the slow government response, the vulnerability of so many poor and working class people made me ashamed. A few days later, I joined George H.W. and Barbara Bush along with Bill and Hillary Clinton in a visit to Houston where thousands of people displaced by the hurricane had been bussed to emergency shelters set up inside the sprawling Astrodome convention complex. Together, With the Red Cross and FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, the city had been working around the clock to provide basic necessities. But it struck me as I moved from cot to cot that many of the people there most of whom were black, had been abandoned long before the hurricane, scratching out a living on the periphery without savings or insurance. I listened to their stories about lost homes and loved ones missing in the flood, about their inability to evacuate because they had no car or couldn't move an ailing parent. People no different from those I'd worked to organize in Chicago. No different from some of Michelle's aunts or cousins. I was reminded that no matter how many circumstances may have changed. Theirs had not The politics of the country had not. Forgotten people and forgotten voices remained everywhere, neglected by a government that often appeared blind or indifferent to their needs. hardship as a rebuke and as the only African American in the Senate, I decided it was time to end my moratorium on national media appearances. I hit the network news shows arguing that while I didn't believe racism was the reason for the botched response, To the Katrina disaster, it did speak to how little the ruling party and America as a whole had invested in tackling the isolation, intergenerational poverty, and lack of opportunities that persisted in large swaths of the country. Next up, Robin Schultz, featuring France. The title of their song is Sugar. Back in Washington, I worked with my colleagues, drafting plans to help rebuild the Gulf region as part of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. But life in the Senate felt different. How many years in that chamber would it take to actually make a difference in the lives of the people I'd met in Houston? How many community hearings, failed amendments, and budget provisions negotiated with a recalcitrant chairman would be required to offset the misguided actions of a single FEMA director, environmental protection agency, functionary, or Department of Labor appointee, Such feelings of impatience were compounded when, a few months later, I joined a small congressional delegation on a visit to Iraq. Nearly three years after the U.S.-led invasion, the administration could no longer deny the disaster The war had become in disbanding the Iraqi military and allowing the Shiite majority to aggressively remove large members of Sunni Muslims from government positions. U.S. officials had created a situation that was chaotic and increasingly perilous. A bloody sectarian conflict marked by escalating suicide assaults, roadside explosions, and car bombs detonating on crowded market streets. Our group visited U.S. military bases in Baghdad, Fallujah, and Kirkuk. And from the Black Hawk helicopters that carried us the entire country looked exhausted. The cities pockmarked by mortar fire. The roads eerily quiet, the landscape coated with dust. At each stop, we met commanders and troops who were smart and courageous, driven by the conviction that with the right amount of military support, technical training, and elbow grease, Iraq could someday turn the corner, but my conversations with journalists and with a handful of high-ranking Iraqi officials told a different story. Wicked spirits had been unleashed, they said, with the killings and reprisals Between Sunnis and Shiites, Shiites making the prospect of reconciliation distant, if not unattainable, Next up, Armin Van Buren featuring their title Freefall. theirs isn't playing, we'll skip over to Will K. His title is Marsh. The only thing holding the country together appeared to be the thousands of young soldiers and marines we'd deployed many of them barely out of high school. More than 2,000 of them had been killed already and many thousands more injured. It seemed clear that the longer the war dragged on, the more our troops would become targets of an enemy they often could not see and did not understand. Flying back to the United States, I couldn't shake the thought of those kids paying the price for the arrogance of men like Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld who'd rushed us into war based on faulty information and refused still to fully consider the consequences. The fact that more than half of my Democratic colleagues had approved this fiasco filled me with an altogether different kind of worry. I questioned what might happen to me The longer I stayed in Washington, the more embedded and comfortable I became. I saw now how it could happen, how the incrementalism and decorum, the endless positioning for the next election, and the groupthink of cable news panels, All conspired to chip away at your best instincts and wear down your independence until whatever you once believed was utterly lost. We're almost out of time, guys. We have a couple minutes left. If I had been on the edge of feeling content, thinking I was in the right job, doing the right thing at an acceptable pace, Katrina and my Iraq visit put a stop to all that. Change needed to come faster. And I was going to have to decide what role I would play in bringing it about. And that's the end of chapter 3. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys.